Good morning, everyone. This is DJ Leah Love, and you're listening to my show, Sitting Atop a Pile of Poop, and the view is spectacular. We're here at WPRK, and it's a good morning. It's always a good morning. Good morning. Oh, much like on your show, Nick, you don't speak until I ask you to. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm running this show now. Calm down, mister. Oof. It's weird to be on this side of Isn't the it? table. Guess what, everybody? I have Nick... I, I just am going to call him Nick G on the show with do, me yeah. because um can't pronounce it. Nope. Nobody can me pronounce either. it. Zer, zer, zer. That's it. <laughs> That's the one. I've done this Good bit morning, before. Leah. Stop it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you just introduced me. Keep going. Good morning, Nick. Welcome to my show, Sitting Atop a Pile of Poop, and the view is spectacular. How are you this morning? Oh, can I talk now? <laughs> yes. I'm really good. I'm really good. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Yes, I'm so glad you're here. Nick has been on the show before. I have. You have been on the show before. And yeah. uh, we talked about sending his kiddos off to college. Yeah, just in terms of the internal stresses and uh, things that go through your head when you're trying to do that, like making right. those big decisions. Is it right? Is it wrong? Right. Is what, it, when? will it affect them for yeah. the rest of their lives? You know, those sorts of things. That parenting stuff is tough. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm coming on with a much lighter subject this time <laughs> around. <laughs> well, we, this morning we were talking to Nick about his obsession and I asked him, I, I like made sure that it was an obsession with typewriters. Yeah, and it, it has become one. So I'll go through the story of um, why I bought the first one oh and gosh, then what's right. happened recently. Yeah, I'm just going to turn off my mic. And but, uh, well, no, no, no. I, I want you to interject. I want you to ask questions. But, you know, looking back, I went to uh, Ormond Beach uh, Junior High. You did. Wait, before we get into that, I wanted to say yeah. um, Nick has a show. I do. On Mondays here in WPRK. What's that show about? You, it's, it's like a, it's like several different shows or a couple of different shows in the same time slot every week. Yeah. So every like week, that? the consistent thing is I get to speak to really neat people around Orlando. Leah has been on the show yeah. before. Uh, there, uh, Eddie Sullivan is going to be on on Monday. I just saw Eddie last yeah. night and he was on my show. Yeah. So he's great because he's the curator of Pachacacha. Oh, you said Orlando. it right. Pachacacha. Oh, you were a speaker at Pachacacha. I was a speaker at Pachacacha. And so he's going to come on because the next volume or, uh, you know, the 25th. Uh, episode, if you will, of Pachacacha is coming mm-hmm. up on February twenty third. Yeah, so people should definitely <laughs> go to see that. Yes, you should go to see that. Nick was um, a speaker at Pachacacha, and he was really funny. Yeah, do you say that big... like you're surprised? Oh, I meant Nick was a speaker at Pachacacha, and he was really funny. Okay, that's slightly <laughs> better. That's slightly better. Thank you for that. Do you want to tell people really quickly what Pachacacha is? Just because like, they might not know. It's a pretty remarkable storytelling event. Mm-hmm. So the gimmick is, I shouldn't say gimmick, but the, the key is that everybody has uh, 20 slides and 20 seconds per slide. Yeah. So you have to be going, you have to go to the next slide whether you're right. ready for it or not. So what's nice about it from an audience's perspective is it creates this this wonderful tension in the room that right. you know they have to keep going, right. and so they have practiced these stories. They've gotten it down to just the essentials mm-hmm. of it, which is something that uh, I was not used to. I right. wanted to go off on tangents. And, I know, I know and, you. Yeah, you're so. a tangential guy. I think that's what I think that's what happened with the typewriter. That's exactly what happened with it's the like typewriter. It's like you were just like walking along one day and you were thinking about maybe I don't know, drawstring pants, and then I was like, yeah. That's exactly what happened. I'm into typewriters. I'm I'm into typewriters now. (laughs) You just decide one day. I I mean, I think you're born that way, actually. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Pataka you were speaker at the last one. Do you you call yourself speakers or participants? Uh, Or now you're an alum? Speakers. Yeah. We're speakers, uh, participants, any of those. Okay. Well, you did a great job and it was very hilarious. Oh, thank you. I think you were, I mean, I I don't want to say you were one of the favorites uh, that night because everyone was really great. Well, here's the thing thing about it is mm-hmm. you can watch the videos of all the speakers mm-hmm. but I was good because the entire program was good. Oh yeah. That's so a good way to, yeah. there were eight other people uh, speaking besides mm-hmm. me, including Susan Lilly, who is the uh, poet laureate for Orlando. The city of Orlando. Yes. Yeah, I so liked she, that poem she did. It was kind of hilarious. Fantastic. Yeah. 
So you really set the mood throughout the whole thing. And that's what Eddie does really well yeah, is really create nice. an entire collection of stories. that are going to go together really well. Well, shout out to Eddie. I, yeah. And I, like I said, I saw him last night. We saw Hamilton together. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> no, is that a is that a show of some kind? Is that a, a band? Show. It's a show. It's a Broadway show that's going on here in Orlando. Right oh, now. it's a Broadway yeah. show. It's 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 pretty good. Is it a musical? It's a musical. Do they sing? They sing in it like the whole time, and it's oh, great. Interesting. It's interesting. It's fun. You know what I like about musicals is if it had been in like the the nineties, maybe they would have rapped during it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but now since it's modern day, you know, I don't want to give anything away. Can I tell you something? Of course, it's okay. your radio show. You yeah, I'm trying to get control of this Good luck. show again. Get out of here, Nick. Okay, here's what I wanted to tell you about musicals. And please don't steal this idea, everyone who's out there. If I did a musical, I would take songs from 80s sitcoms and create a musical. The songs from the uh, introductions? Yeah, like like theme songs from like Cheers and like... So somebody's greatest American hero. Somebody's struggling, and then they just go into the facts of life theme song. Something like that. I um, mean, I don't, I don't have the storyline, but yeah. yes, you're on board. I can tell. I, I am already thinking about <laughs> yeah, like, how to work this. in family ties and. Oh my gosh! So what are the best ones? Family ties. Uh, cheers. Yeah. The very best one is Greatest American Hero, which I heard on the radio the other day. Yeah. It was pretty. That's great. more. I think that's that might be seventies though. No, it can't be. No. Yeah. There's another one that I like. What's the one with Kirk Cameron? Uh, the Seavers. Uh, oh, gosh. You don't remember I the Seavers. Remember. Yes, I can't believe I can't uh, remember the name of it. Everyone is screaming at their radios right now. <laughs> what is it, people? Call Just us going. In. Don't call us. I don't answer the phone. <laughs> Growing pains. <laughs> Growing pains. You get a prize, Nick. Oh, thank goodness. What is, what is another one? Real, like Name another one really good one with a good theme song. That's the uh, life's a good one. Did Three's Company. Three's Company was 70s. It didn't go a little bit into the 80s? Maybe. No? A little bit. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But you got to so. go, okay. I think we'll so. do, we'll do, let's do 90s so we can do all the TGIF shows. But they didn't have, ABC. did they have theme songs? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like yeah. um, Family Matters and stuff. And <gasps> yeah. The Balky one, Perfect Strangers. <laughs> I like everything about this. <laughs> but I feel like the, the musical like it won't work if it's like 80s and 90s i think you may have to you may have to look for a lot of theme songs because you're looking for certain moods right that are not just introducing a family necessarily because do a lot of different things yeah there's i mean like there are some things songs that are totally just instrumental like there's no oh then you just throw some words in there well yeah i mean i don't know like what about mash mash could be in there yep that's Mash is a very dark song. Know, right? yeah, so that would be change interesting. Change it up a little bit. There yeah. You go. All right. So we've we've made a plan for the rest of our lives to work on this together, and then yeah, the rest of our lives. Yeah. Of Don't course. make that face. Look, any Smiling. creative, any creative endeavor, you're in. You have to decide when you're done, right? Because right. sometimes right. you just keep going and changing and tweaking right. and doing those things. Well, last so it time could I be was, the rest of our lives. The last time I was on your show, you said, I am going to say yes to every creative endeavor from now on. When was that? I feel, I because I remember thinking, if I ever need somebody to do something with, I'm going to call Nick. What, I'm not allowed to change that stance? Nope, nope, oh, nope, oh, okay. Nope. Got it. <laughs> and I said, let's create this musical. We're in it forever, and then we're going to make money off of it. So, I mean, I, I, Yeah, I'm right, really down. curious yes. about the third part. The money part? Huh? Obviously, we're going to produce it and make money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So back to um, now we have our life plan together. Great. <laughs> and now let's talk about typewriters. Okay. Well, apparently I'm not going to have time for them anymore, so I'll be selling all of mine. How um, many typewriters do you have? I Right now I have four. Wow. Yeah. And do so, they, are they all, would you say they're all antique or do you think like, like, because I feel like typewriters range like over the years they've changed over yeah the years. so they, i mean they were still manufacturing them into the late 80s of mm-hmm. course and so you get these really complicated ones that you could type in uh to a little and see what you're typing in a little screen oh yes i remember and that. then it would type it on right, the page right, 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 right. which is sure kind of fun right. because it would yeah. go fast like you yeah, would, yeah, yeah you would but, hit like but, return and then like um but and then the older ones yeah. which are the manual ones mm-hmm. so no the plug one, in you really have to press it kind of mm-hmm. jab at it 
And so what happened was, um, well, did you learn to type in school? Yeah, yeah. Did like, you learn on a typewriter? I did. Would you okay. like me to tell you the story yeah, of that? Yeah, please. <laughs> All right. So this is what I actually told the story just the other day to my, my coworker slash friend, Dina. And um, I used to go, like, do you, when you were growing up, did you go to, like, a college thing when you, like, go to like a super summer or like a camp? I did not. So I went to like a camp that was at the community college and like you could take like drama and stuff like that. Well, I took typing and I was like a little kid. I was like seven or something. But um, I was in a class with like all different ages and I, I learned to type really fast. And we would have like typewriting contests and I would beat all the big kids. Nice. Yeah. And I loved it. And then when I... Like I loved typing so much that like I would think about like when I would think about stuff, I would like think about how it got typed out. Oh, in so my you brain imagine in your head that I was typing. Oh, Isn't that weird? Very nice. Or like like I got really addicted to Tetris when I was younger. So like as we all do. Yeah, and then like at night I would think about Tetris like while I was going to bed. Oh, the blocks, how they would all mm-hmm. fit in together. Isn't that weird? That's neat. And then the blocks would turn into keyboard keys and, <laughs> and you would then be typing. I'd be typing. And then eventually I'd fall asleep. So are you a fast typer now I, on the computer? I am a fast typer and um, I'm also an angry typer, apparently. Like I like I hit I hit the keys really hard. And then you're like very specific yeah. and you're very Yeah, I'm like I'm like hitting the keys really hard and then like when I hit enter, I'm like like I want to have a ding. And sometimes I just go ding. Even okay, so a, a typewriter keyboard might be good for you. Yeah, I have a, a typewriter. Mechanical, yeah, a mechanical keyboard. I do have a typewriter at home, which looks like the one that you have here. But I would say it's hard because you, re- like you said, you really have to push like the buttons yeah. down. Yeah. So I learned in junior high. Oh, okay. I actually had a class, a typing class, mm-hmm. and so the key was that we would try to learn and memorize the keys so that we could do it without looking. A S D F. And I always J-K-L, thought that was crazy. Semicolon. Yeah. Why would you but think that's eventually crazy, I learned though? because I didn't think that was, you know, that it was possible. Eventually I did <laughs> because I just typed so much. <laughs> after the first week or you were uh, like- after towards the end of it, I got pretty good at it. Yeah. And then I didn't really type that much. Are you a fast on typer? On a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fast. Okay. So did you learn on like one of those electronic typewriters? Uh, yeah. That's and that's recently what I picked up was a few uh, electric t- uh, typewriters. Electric. <laughs> okay. Where did you get your typewriters from? Because I had to like, I had to find a typewriter. I wanted a typewriter and then I had to like go and like look around and ask an antique person to find me a typewriter. Yeah. So what I wanted to do when I first started looking for this typewriter about two years ago, I found it locally. I think it was on Craigslist and I wanted a manual typewriter. I wanted one that worked. And Why? The, well, the idea was I wanted to do something a little bit different uh, for content mm-hmm. for Instagram and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to write analog Yelp reviews. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to write the Yelp reviews online. I wanted to actually type them out and mm-hmm. send them to the businesses that I really liked. And this was going to yeah. be, I wasn't going to write. They're like Valentine's. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to write ones Valentine's. for uh, companies that I did like. Wait, you didn't like? Or oh, sorry, did that like? I didn't like. Yes. You want, you like, so you want to type out? A one-star Your tacos review. are yeah. gross. Right. <laughs> yeah, there just doesn't seem much reason Here's for my that. address. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I did that, and I had some fun with it. And what I realized was I was always waiting for a response from people. I wanted them to put it on their website. I wanted them to put it on their uh, Instagram. I wanted to walk in and say, hey, I sent you that thing. Did you get it? Right. And them to, you know, did they just be overwhelmed with, well, sometimes they did, sometimes they yeah. didn't. And what I realized after I sent out the first batch mm-hmm. um, was that this needs to be just for me. This oh. needs to be an exercise just for me mm-hmm. and not expecting anything in return. Yeah. Which I think is, is difficult for me in general because, oh. you know, I think as, as humans, sometimes mm-hmm. we do stuff expecting some sort of reaction, whether that's mm-hmm. positive, negative, you know, that's what I was looking for. And so it became a real exercise for me in terms of, okay, doing things uh, Just to altruistically do yeah. and not expect anything in return. Okay. So did you continue doing your Yelp reviews? I did, yeah. And sending it to people and just were happy with that? Yep, I did. And now I've been doing like thank you cards. Now I've been taking the typewriter and typewriters now to different events. I like it. And typing for people. 
And Do you let so, them use your typewriters? Sometimes, yeah. I don't know how I'd feel and about that. And sometimes, like this past weekend, I was over at Foxtail Coffee. Uh, they were I doing a little pop-up that. event over I wanted there. to go, and I'm sorry I didn't make that. Oh, it's no problem. Yeah. You can go to the next one. Also, you invited me here, so it's like, <laughs> I can't go to your event. Why don't you come on my show? <laughs> Just yeah. everybody circulate around what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. So a couple no, people. No, that's not true. I like to go to other people's things. No, and make them come to you, I no, think, is no, more no, healthy. No, I think it's it's, nice. it's a very healthy No, thing. it's nice to get out there and visit other people's things and not just be stuck in the so, love world. So there's been a couple instances where people let me just write their letters for them. Are they personal? Yeah. Do you, yeah, so like one like would be to uh, this young lady wanted one for her best friend. Aww. So what I did wrote you say? it. Can um, you tell us? I don't remember. So those I don't take pictures of because I feel like that's that's for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, you know, it was a there was some sarcasm in it. <laughs> Does was, sarcasm um, go over well in typewriter? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think sure. so because I think that there's no emojis in typewriter. Here's the thing: when you're getting mail, when you're getting a personal message, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't even really matter what the message is. Like it's it's something that somebody right. took the time yeah. to do. Do you write thank you cards? I love writing thank you cards. Uh, occasionally, yeah. So I just did a couple of this past weekend. Um, and what's nice about it, and the other reason I bought the typewriter is my handwriting is awful. It's bad. It's terrible. Oh, your last name is so long. And I mean. That's exactly why it's terrible. <laughs> You're right. I, like, I like how you jumped forever. from <laughs> my handwriting is bad to, oh, well, <laughs> your last name is long. Your last name is so long. so, so hard. Yeah, like, I could see that. Like when you sign your name, it's got to take a, a lot of space. On That's thank you the card. easiest That's part because all I do is scribble something out. Oh, it doesn't actually say your last name. Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> goodness <laughs> gracious, no. Is it yeah. four or five syllables? Mm-hmm. Uh, four. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was actually six syllables, but I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Okay, anyways. It's so. 22 syllables. <laughs> You pronounce each letter separately and twice. Okay, so you are writing personal letters for people. What else are you doing on your typewriter? Like, you're are you just going out to places and like writing notes for people because yeah. they don't have their own typewriters? I think that's part of it. Um, I think w- for me, what it is is something unique as a gift that somebody can give and things like that. Um, but it's also yeah, it's just aesthetic. fun for me. Yeah. To go out. But what was happening is um, I was taking, I was doing a class for uh, kids hmm. and it was sort of a makerspace class. Yeah, I was bringing my 3D printer. So one day I brought the typewriter and what I found was they were equally interested right. in the typewriter yeah. as the 3D printer. I have my typewriter, it used to be on my coffee table and kids love it. Like they're mesmerized by it. They can't, like they don't understand actually like pushing the like the keys down and everything but they let once they get it they love it and you know the kids that come to my house they're like can i type right away so that's what they want to do is hang yeah. out and type on the typewriter which is neat you know because they don't see that right now all they see is swipe on their ipads and stuff or the little keyboard with their thumbs yeah so this is oh, a yeah. this is a very visceral sort of experience mm-hmm. that they have especially with a manual typewriter mm-hmm. yeah it's super fun and but i the, actually like the clackety clack of it all yeah and the electric ones right. are so loud right yeah, so yeah. when you hit it and it does it for you and it's just doing it with all that pressure and all mm-hmm. that power because you know it's consistent do you think so do you think that um it's more personal your notes on typewriter is that what you're saying yeah they're than like an text or an email oh for sure and it's a different way to connect with people and that's why you know i thought it was important for um uh, people to get together and talk a little bit more about it uh, because it's a conversation starter yeah that's and so that's why i bring it out that's why i try to be typing people will come over they'll hear the noise and they'll be Mm -hmm. taken back if they're you know a little bit older maybe they're taken back to a time in their lives where they use this on Um, a regular basis do you think people are inspired to like to like when they see you to are you inspired to like write poetry or something or like what happens when someone comes up to you at a Yeah, I've never been I've never been much of a poet. So mm-hmm. what I'll do is um either sort of just free typing or I'll come <laughs> up with a theme and I'll start typing it. My original idea was to type something on the computer mm-hmm. that's funny and then transcribe it on the typewriter why it was so boring yeah, it was awful it was a terrible right. idea it was a, it's a terrible idea and so now for like a creative exercise mm-hmm. what i might do is get um five uh greeting cards 
And I'll do something similar, sort of pick a message, whether it has to do with something yeah. geeky or something fun or something ridiculous, and then try to come up with five variations of that theme. Are you inspired by certain people sometimes? Occasionally, yeah. So it might be something that's happening uh, in the news or something that's going on right in front of me. But yeah. Are you getting inspired right now? Sure. What is? What are you going to type for me? I, I don't know uh, yet. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's listen to some new music and you can think about that. Okay, great. All right. This is Good Vibes by Dwa Epar. All my feelings for you. Hey, everyone. That was Good Vibes. Whoops. Yeah, I do this every time. Just stop. <laughs> Anyways, good morning. It's DJ Leah Love. Sit atop a pile of poop, and the view is spectacular. I'm talking to Nick G about his obsession and love for typewriters. Uh, hey, he's typing right now. I don't know if you can actually hear him typing. I think he's been inspired by something. I think it was pretty loud, so oh. I think people could hear that. Yeah, I think so. It's a great sound. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Anyways. Um, Nick, can you tell us why you think your love of typewriters is kind of poopy? It's kind of poopy? Yeah, is it poopy at all? Is there, What's the bad thing about it? Well, sure. Uh, I think a couple of things about it. Obviously, there's nowhere to go to get them fixed at this point. So you have to kind of right. Uh, there used know to be a place yeah. on mills. Yep. And it is gone now. There's no real repair shop. So I guess it's what's... You know, sort of a downside of it also makes it one of the interesting hobbies, which is you're going to have to figure it out yourself. You're going to have to DIY it if something goes wrong or if something needs to be fixed. Now, the basic stuff like the ribbons are available. You can go buy those on Amazon very easily. Or I have done else. that. Yeah. And you can get different colors, too. Different colors. I got red yeah. and black. Um, but the nice thing about the typewriters, for the most part, is they're made to last a thousand years. Are they? Yeah, because these things had to be portable. These things had to work regardless of sort of where you were. So they're pretty sturdy. Um, I so, noticed you had a case there. Yep. Yeah, so I got a case. Mm -hmm. I got um, a car that mm -hmm. I put it in. I have a safe at home. I have a typewriter <laughs> safe. Um, it's vacuum sealed. That's an important thing is to take all the oxygen out when you're storing your typewriter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you um, have four typewriters. Which ones do you bring out to events? Uh, right now. Do you I'm have just a favorite? Typewriter. Yeah, this is still my favorite. So this is the first one. I got the Royal Arrow, which is uh, what you were hearing a little mm -hmm. bit earlier. It's a manual typewriter. I'm used to it now right. after typing on it quite a bit. And you can kind of feed anything through it and type on it. Yeah, because you um, don't just type nice. on paper. Like you have like like hearts and stuff that you like to do. Yeah, so I started finding like die cut pieces of paper and, you know, at uh, the local craft stores. And yeah. what's fun about that is you can kind of uh, look at the whatever the die cut is, whether it's a unicorn or a squirrel. Is there or a, a unicorn narwhal. in that box? Yeah, there sure is. Wow. Or a heart. And you can kind of oh, do yeah, something that is thematically with that, but right. then could also be, for example, all the squirrels, for the most part, what I type on them are really dark quotes. <laughs> so from like Edgar Allan Poe and Sylvia Plath. Uh, Plath and stuff like that, because I feel like on the inside, squirrels are pretty dark. They seem <laughs> chipper and happy on the outside. They're basically running for their lives wherever they go. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, you know, foraging for like nuts and stuff, but like any moment a hawk could like, Exactly. exactly. That's exactly the sound that hawks make. It was like there was one. I hope people don't think there was a hawk in their car just then. Because I could see that happening. So you've been taking your type of art events. Do you just like crash these events or do you like no, I'll have a, plan a them table or anything? set up because mm -hmm. I'm usually going out there and doing some 3D printing and oh yeah, tell us about your 3D selling printing. some uh, stuff there. Uh, just the fact that we're in a great town when it comes to makerspaces. Yeah. And so we have three in town. There's Famalab, there's Factor, and there's the MakerFX makerspace. I know south. where Factor. Okay, so tell yep. us where the other two are. Yeah, so MakerFX is down in the sort of Sand Lake, Florida Mall, oh, International Drive area. That's why I don't know where it's at. And then Famalab mm -hmm. is up in the Longwood area. Oh, yep. Don't so, go that far. Yeah, so what's really neat about it is that, uh, you know, many cities are lucky to have one makerspace. Mm -hmm. We have three. Yeah. And that's not even counting, say, the Melrose Center at the library and other places like that. Why don't you tell people what a makerspace is? It is very um, much like a 
YMCA, except with tools. So it's like a membership? Membership, and then you get access, as long as you're trained on them, to the tools that to are there. To their stuff, yeah. So the reason I got into 3D printing is I joined a makerspace, a joint factor, mm-hmm. thinking I was going to be doing woodworking. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing a, a lot of other things, including 3D, 3D printing. 3D printing, which is, you know, a lot of people like that. What do you 3D print? What's your favorite stuff to do? Uh, little things like little tchotchkes and things mm-hmm. for people who um, uh, who want them, who are passionate about it. So I do a lot of video game related stuff. Aww. I'm doing an anime show this weekend. Aww. So I've got some little things from anything from JoJo's uh, Bizarre Adventure to Sailor Moon oh. to uh, My Hero Academia. I which only of course, knew one of those. Yeah, I know a lot of these because of my son. We watch oh, them together. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But you do like um, mainstream stuff like hearts and yeah, I do other shapes and things. <laughs> is it like a big printer that you bring out? No, I bring out a small printer. Oh. So, uh, again, what's neat about it is I'll bring, if I have electricity, I'll bring an electric typewriter and a 3D printer. And people are equally fascinated by the two things. I bet because it's like two two totally yeah. different things, like two different spectrums. Yeah, if I had my druthers, that would be the store that I open as one side is all 3D printers and one side is all typewriters. Oh, you should do that after we do the musical. Okay. Or maybe after we make the mu- money from the musical. Yeah, that'll take- fund it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It totally will. I think I think it's a good idea. All right, so it's you are, you've been doing events, but you are producing an event, right, coming up? Is that your event? Yeah, so I kind of threw this out there on Facebook, like, hey, if, you know, we had, like, a typewriter meetup, would anybody want to go? Okay. Turns out a lot of people have typewriters. Really? I'm uh, surprised. Some in, you know, some in disrepair, some in perfect shape. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that a few people wanted to. A couple of I was approached by two venues that wanted to host. Wow! As well, so we're going to be doing it on the sixteenth. Okay, of, of February. February mm-hmm. uh, at the Nook on Robinson, nice. which if you haven't been yet, is a great venue. It really it's right is. on Hi, Robinson. Mary. Yep, nice small venue. Mary is the one who mm-hmm. uh, approached me about it. And we talked about it, and we're going to be there. And if you don't have a typewriter. Come out anyway, because I'll have some extra ones there. We'll have some activities to do. And the neat thing about it is what I, I, from a writing perspective, it's a different way of thinking and writing in your head because you don't have that backspace. You don't have that ability to right. edit. Yeah. So you have to just keep going, even if you make a mistake. Yes, paper is recyclable, but let's not Well, yeah, it. or just it's like... Exit out or just try to build on that. Right. I remember when I got like an underwater camera that wasn't... You, like a like a film underwater camera mm-hmm. at first, and then you, I'd been so used to using my phone that I like took all the pictures right away because I didn't think, oh, there's a limited amount of pictures right. that I have, you know. Well, and uh, then I had like t- twenty pictures of the same fish, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate this fish. Oh, now it's gonna have this so ego. Boring. <laughs> this fish is gonna be so full of itself. <laughs> Yeah, this girl came down to 20 (laughs) pictures of me, you guys. Exactly. I am the bomb. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So, um, so what do you, what, like, what's your anticipation or like, what is your expectation of what's going to happen? We're all just going to bring our typewriters and then what? Well, so, is there music involved? Yeah, there'll be music. There'll be uh, some drinks that you can have there, uh, obviously, nice. to help the creative uh, flow. Yeah. If, if that helps. If it you. helps. Yeah. Doesn't, you, know, you don't have to have But, you know, somebody came, I was inviting somebody, and they said, you know, I'd like to come, but that, as a writer, just makes me just so anxious. Why? Because there's other people around? No, because if you do something wrong, like, you know, you're really feeling like you have to commit something really oh. interesting. So the way the way he described it was was really compelling. And I really felt for him because it, it was exactly the same thing that I've done before. Like when you buy a really nice journal mm-hmm. and you're afraid to write anything because it's so nice, you oh. want it to be awesome. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So with I, the typewriters... Mm-hmm. You know, I can see somebody feeling that way. So I get it. I'm sympathizing. We're going to have some activities and some other things. Everything's going to be free. Mm -hmm. Um, Aw, thanks, Nick. So there'll be a donation thing if you want to throw in for the cost of uh, paper paper and and stuff stuff. like that. Because you have all these fun paper shapes and stuff. But the idea is that we'll start out, you know, with uh, some projects to help kind of loosen you up in terms of Like what? Can you tell us a little bit? So, like, for example, the squirrels, take one of the die-cut shapes, find a quote on your phone, and Mm -hmm. then 
then type that on oh, the, the there you shape. Go. Get, you know. them, get people used to yeah, typing so and stuff like that. Yeah, so you shouldn't be intimidated by it. You know, I see the way that kids approach it yeah. and they just... They just do it. They just start. I think start. that's interesting that someone told you, you know, that they shared that fear with you about the creative process. Or like they were scared to like put something down. And, yeah, and again, you know. I can 100% yeah, see Yeah, I totally that. get it. Yeah. But I kind of feel like, I mean, like I'm the type of person that just kind of does things. I, I scribble all over everything and I don't know. I mess up all my journals and stuff like that. There's a lot of weird drawings. I there. think that's a good idea is just to go in and start by messing it up and then yeah. you just add to it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Are you going to, um, so like you're going to have activities yeah, we'll have some activities. We will, some, if people want to show their stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it going to be sharing? Uh, possibly. So this is our first one. So yeah. I don't know exactly what the format is going to be. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a little bit seat of our pants. But it's from 5 to 7 on February 16th. It feels so like it's close to out. Valentine's Day. It is a couple of days after Valentine's Day. Is yeah. it? Is it like connected to Valentine's Day at all? No. Oh, okay. Because so it's that. after. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I think at that point, it's safe to say that if you haven't gotten something for somebody, don't invite. I mean, you can invite them to this, but it's like an after Valentine's Day thing. It's just like a made-up holiday, anyways, right? The sixteenth is typewriter day. No, I'm talking about Valentine's Day. (laughs) Would you like to have a National Typewriters Day? I think there probably is. Like, how do you campaign for that? Do you have any idea how to do that? Uh, I don't know. I feel like you could do that. I, you know what? It's so neutral in terms of the politics around it that I still think uh, that... I don't think so. I think people feel strongly about typewriters. No, I mean, there's no one side that would be for or against typewriters. Oh. So it would be easy for it to get through. So it might be the fu- the thing that unifies us, <laughs> our typewriters. I don't see and why not. me, a Canadian. <laughs> I'm going to bring America together. Why typewriters couldn't unify everybody? Because, like, I mean, like, there's it's good communication. It's tactile. It's, you know, it's a way to express yourself. It makes you think about it. Like Democrats like, could be writing messages to Republicans. Yeah. Republicans could be writing messages to Democrats. Exactly. I feel like you're... You've got something here. Okay, I like it. I think you. So, just to recap, we've we've come up with several good ideas. Oh yeah, already. please go through them. Not unlike your show, which are bad business ideas. Uh huh. We've actually come up with some good ideas. I feel like mine are pretty good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Just kidding. Thanks for, thanks for insulting me. <laughs> They're called bad business ideas. Like Michael Jackson bad. Like who's bad? Oh. I'm bad. These are bad business. Oh my ideas. gosh! I've been listening to your show and misinterpreting. What? The whole time. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rick Kilby came on and we came up with a bad business idea. Do you want to hear it? Sure. It's called the couple bubble. Have you already come up with that idea? The couple bubble. It sounds like you're trapping people in a bubble. This is exactly what it is. Until they figure <laughs> stuff out. No. It's because like we were talking about waters in Florida and how it's like really hot. So like we thought that people could get into bubbles, air conditioned bubbles. When they tr- like move okay. from yeah. like room to room or like like from building to building, so that they would stay cool. But then we introduce the idea of couple bubbles, so that you can get to know each other in the bubble while you're cooling off and going from place to so place. So it's a it's a match dot com mm-hmm. uh, with forced confinement. I I didn't really take into that count the app thing at all, but I just thought but people could get to, together. Yeah. It, it's not like a first date couple bubble. It could be any couple. Sure. A couple of friends. You get in the couple bubble. A couple a couple of friends. <laughs> there you go. I have a couple of friends. Let's get in this bubble. <laughs> we travel from place to place. Are from we walking? One- <laughs> or is it like a Jurassic World sort of bubble that you know you drive around? My in? vision was walking uh-huh. because you're going like from AC place to AC. So it's place. a hamster ball. Basically, but when Rick thought about it, his vision was like in the water. Underwater or on no, top of the water? No, on top of the water. <laughs> like, like we'd be, like, he's, like, we were talking about tubing and stuff like that. So we, he'd be like, he's like, oh, you could just be in a bubble with your couple friend and then, like, be bouncing in the water with, like, your your leg hanging off. His was open. Oh. Oh. I know, right? That like a bowl <laughs> at that point. I believe they call that a boat. <laughs> but you're still encased in the AC part of it. That's the whole thing is, like, you're. And so AC. he just doesn't want to be outside. We no, he wants to be outside. He just doesn't want to be hot outside alone. It's a mm. couple bubble. Get it? 
I can't be outside if I'm alone or hot in any way. And he lives in Florida. No, he loves Florida. Anyways. Sure. Yeah. So uh, are you saying are you in with the couple bubble or not? It's like I am. I'm going to. That's that's a pass for oh me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. All now, right. I like the confined thing. <laughs> like, let's say you have friends okay. that are having some relationship issues. All right. And that's affecting you. Okay. As a friend uh, <laughs> with friends who are in relationships, okay. you're the most important part of that uh, relationship. Uh, obviously. And so what's going to happen is you're going to want to help them. Uh, obviously. And so I think a couple of Trent guns. Mm-hmm. Shoot them, put oh them down. Trank guns, trank guns, okay. not real guns. I know, but still the fact that you're you're doing this without them knowing is a little weird and creepy. Well, would they willingly agree to <laughs> being might. confined? Are we still calling it the couple bubble? Oh, yeah, because I think it's a very friendly right. name. I do. We then we lock them. them in, whether it's a bubble or a room mm-hmm. or something, Okay. and say, hey, guys, just work, work it out, out uh, or you're not getting out. <laughs> work it out or you're not getting out. Yeah. Do you feed them? Do you, so there's a couple of things we need to work yeah. out, like oxygen supply yeah, stuff and like food. That. Because and to be like honest, that. if if someone threw me in a room and gave me a bunch of food and and games and stuff, I would probably just hang out there. But would you do that with somebody you're having relationship problems yeah, with? Yeah, we would play the games and eat the food. You'd figure it out. We'd figure it out. No, we wouldn't figure it out. So we could just sit in the room and hang out because somebody's just giving us games and food. But then, would you, at the end of it, do you feel like that's conducive? Never leave. That's conducive to being uh, on a better, uh, or maybe it's an escape room. Maybe you have to work together. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you have that, to put together an IKEA piece of furniture. Because what I'm saying is, if someone's feeding me, and like, if are there books there? Is there movies? Is there a laptop? Like, so you just want to be trapped <laughs> in a room? I see what your per- your perfect vacation Someone's is. Just like putting stuff in the room for yeah. me to do. I don't have to think about anything. Anyway, so you're not on board with couple. Bubble. You are. Now you're on board with Couple Bubble, I feel like. I am with some tweaks. All right. So um, Couple Bubble is one thing. Uh, we're doing the musical. Yes. With 80s. Actually, I thought about it, and maybe we should do like mid-80s to mid-90s. Like, Why don't, don't we just like, open it up to TV theme songs? Because I think that that allows for... I'm making a face. Like, I don't know. My yeah, original idea I'm was I'm glad totally... you described that because it wasn't coming through on the radio. <laughs> Because you know we're doing a radio show. I get it, but yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, I really am into 80s theme songs, so. Okay. So right. we'll do 80s and maybe a couple from the 90s. Okay. So I'm saying 85 to 95. Right. Let's let's give it some flexibility just in case we need to dip back All into right. the 70s for. All right. I'll take it. So we've done that. And what was the other great idea? Um, there was something in there. There was probably something mm. in there. We'll have to go back and listen to the tape at I'll some point. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Anyways, I have um, another song for you called I'm Never Gonna Let You Down Again, and this is by Althazar. You just should know I'm never gonna let you down again. Mm. Hey, everyone. That was I'm Never Gonna Let You Down Again by Balthazar. And I'm here on WPRK, and you're listening to my show, Sitting Atop a Pile of Poop. And the view is spectacular. Oh, I, I'm always doing that. i got to figure this out. Anyways, um, Sitting Atop a Pile of Poop, the view is spectacular right here on WPRK. I am talking to Nick G. Seriously, how do you pronounce your last name? Jurgudiu. Okay. I always just say Jur, Jur, Jur. Yeah, For real. Jurgudiu. Yeah. Jorgudio. Yeah. All right. Jorgudio. 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 There you go. Why do I want to say z? I don't know. You want to zhuzh it up? I want to zhuzh it up. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. There's a lot of G's and stuff in there. Anyways, Nick is here talking to me and everybody about his love and passion for typewriters. In fact, he's typing right now. Mm-hmm. What are you typing? Uh, I don't know. Just sort of a stream of consciousness mm-hmm. thing. That's what I found on the typewriter is it's very freeing once you get past the idea that there's no backspace. Mm-hmm. And so just start with something and then keep going. So you don't think about what you're going to type first and then type it or you're Occasionally just like, I'll, like go for I'll it. I'll be answering a question. I'll be um, thinking about something that's going on in the environment around me. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the idea behind it is right. what would you do if you just had to keep talking? If you right, have to fill right, space. Right. I, do you know um, David Lawrence? He's doing that photo project right now where he, you know, he kind of feels like people don't 
um, like enjoy and appreciate the actual photo anymore. Like it's all digital. Right. So he goes around and he like takes pictures of people. Oh, and he prints them. And he prints them and he just puts them up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of reminds me of that. The concept is kind of similar to me. And if we can, yeah, if you can stop for a minute and type something up, it means, I feel like it means a lot to people. So right. when I do give these or when I hear about people giving them to other people, um, it really does mean a lot. Yeah. Cause I think maybe they'll them. probably keep them or like put them up in their room or their office or something like that. Yeah. And what's it's sweet. It's like a sweet, it's very sweet. It's thoughtful and sweet. It, to me, it's a, it, you know, in many ways it's a continuation of sort of the, the maker movement. Uh, right. So we talked a little bit mm-hmm. about makerspaces yeah. earlier, but the maker movement to me is really kind of at its core is a, I'll, I'll do it myself instead of buying something right. and using that, I'll make it, whether that's a table or something three, a 3d right. printed part yeah. or this elaborate electronics thing that people use. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this is the same thing mm-hmm. is I hate greeting cards. You do. I can't stand them because Why? I feel like for the most part, like they're first thinking of all, for you. They're incredibly expensive. Yeah, so I mean like ridiculous. you go and, if you if you go and pick one out that you really like and then you turn it over and see like a 4.99 price tag, you're like, yeah. "Oh, I really love this for my friend Nick, but right. no." But I also think that in many ways it's disingenuous because you're, yeah, you are having, somebody else is having the emotions for you. Right. So I joke about that. That's mm-hmm. what I do. But at the same time, you know, I, I'll b- get a bunch of blank cards and I'll start writing in them. And if people connect with that and they mm-hmm. want to share it with somebody else, that's fantastic. Right. Yeah. You know, that really means a lot to me. And I think Aww. that really means a lot to the person who's getting it. I do. I Like I said, I think it's very thoughtful and sweet when someone takes the time to do a handwritten card yeah. or, um, on their typewriter for sure like a letter you know sometimes or you know sometimes i just send little notes to people that i like and stuff like that so how long are those notes and what are they what do they consist of is it a greeting card uh, or is it just nope, a, it's usually just like a little note card or something you or, put a post-it and you mm-hmm. put it on their foreheads so no i send it, it to them in the mail oh. and then i stock them online i go to the um the appraiser County appraiser website, and I get their their mailing addresses. Oh, yeah. So I stalk people. That's frightening. And then I get their address, and then I I stalk them in a nice way. I send them a, a sweet little note that says, "Hey, I like you. I appreciate you. I'm glad you're in my life." So let me ask you this: Then, do you want a reaction? Do you expect a reaction? Nope. Like you're just doing it. You're putting it out there into yeah. the world. And if something happens, great. If nothing happens, great. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a very healthy way to yeah. approach it. Yeah. So like if like if, if after the show I might say, Oh man, I had a great time with Nick, I'm gonna send him a little note. But I don't expect you to like even say, Hey, I got your note or anything. I- great. I'm gonna go delete my profile <laughs> from the appraiser's office first. <laughs> so you can't necessarily find me. I'll find you. I'm I'm resourceful. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I also work at WPRK, so you can just leave it here for me, too. I like to put it in the mail. I like to, like, put postage on it so people get it. Like, I go through a lot of stamps. You do? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But I, I had been handwriting all my notes, so now I feel like I'll, I'll use my typewriter. And you had a typewriter the whole time. Mm-hmm. So what were you using it for? I will tell you this. Um, it's my typewriter, like I said, it's, it's old. Mine's an antique. So you have to really push the buttons down, the keys down to like make it work. Like you have to push it hard so that like the ink will stay on the paper. So that's why I think it's easier just to write a note for me. But I, I'm, I'll, I'll consider. And then my, my ribbon, like I ran out of ribbon. So I had to go buy some new ribbon and stuff like that. So you just need to, you need to stretch that muscle. You need to exercise your fingers. Yeah. It's like really, cause like it hurts. Like it's like you have to like push down really hard. So it's just easier for me to write a note, I guess. But I will, I'll use, maybe I'll get another typewriter. So if you come out, and what's nice about the typewriter thing, if you feel like you might, you know, want to try it out, mm-hmm. um, is it's a low cost of entry right? for this. Because you can look on Facebook, you can look on Craigslist, you can look pretty much anywhere somebody's selling something and find a few typewriters. Well, mine was like 100 bucks. Yeah, so the older ones are definitely going to yeah. be the older manual uh, typewriters. Which is what I wanted. It was more for like in I wanted good to like, yeah. condition are going to be a little bit more. Uh, some of the more recent like 60s, 70s electric ones, which can be cleaned up and look really cool mm-hmm. and really kitschy and all that, um, are going to be under $50. Oh, in that's some cases. not bad. Where 
what are you bringing? Are you bringing like any of the newer ones with you to that we can? Like, yeah, so I've out? got a few. I, I just picked up a few online because once people started RSVPing for the event, I was concerned that you know not everybody has a typewriter. Right, not everybody I want has them a to have you know an opportunity to try out a couple of different ones. So I went on Facebook. I found a few. And uh, so far, I'm getting, I've got one up and running. Nice. Um, I'm going to clean it up and go inside to it. Because the electric ones can be a little bit noisy sometimes. I like that. It's February 16th. What time is it again? Uh, 5 to 7 p.m. 5 to 7 at the Nook. Nook. Okay. I'm writing it down on my calendar. Oh, great. Uh, That's the uh, 14th. Why are you writing it on the 14th? It's on the, oh, you're not coming, are you? You're putting in the wrong date, so you pretend. No, I'm writing it on the 16th. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just so used to that from people. From, va- you're from Valentine's you, people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the 14th? Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> All right. So um, in terms of the creative process, like I, I, I'm loving the idea of it taking a minute to think and put something down. And also, there's not a lot of space. It's very finite right like the the thing i think that we get intimidated by on the screen is that there's this blinking cursor there's a blank page but then there's infinite blank pages on the computer whereas right card, that's what i'm saying is there's not enough space yeah, like is, you really have to think about it sometimes and think oh what do i want to put on there yeah but you also can just write it and not have to worry about like having to write so much yeah right? like, like in that. an email yeah. or yeah. something along those lines like what's enough is it three paragraphs is it two paragraphs no, that's a, a lot of thought. Is that really card. what you're thinking about in your emails? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I try I to be tend very to concise. Write, oh, no, not me. I want people to just see the info and, you know. Well, that's why I like the having this option on the typewriter is that I have to pull it to an end <laughs> uh, pretty quickly. What's your favorite typewriter experience? Like, like, is it something you did on your own or did someone ask you to do something? Was it a project that you worked on? No, it's, I think it's bringing it to people and having them see what it's like. So bringing it to the classroom and having the kids jump on it and some of the things that come out of their imagination oh, and some of the great. things they want to say. Is it joyful? Like, oh, do you, yeah. like, is it like when they actually do it, are they like, you feel like it's a joyful experience for them? Yeah. And what's nice about it too, is these things are, you know, relatively speaking, I'm not challenging anybody. They're relatively hard to break. And so when the kids get on it, even if they're little, oh, little yeah. kids. They can bang away on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fun to do it. Yep. What about adults, though? Is it nostalgic for them? Absolutely, yeah. So they like to get on there as well on occasion and, and write something and just try it. Do they tell you stories about, like, when they first learned to type and stuff like for that? For sure, yeah. Like, what they applied it to and, um, uh, you know, having to do, uh, I've talked to a few people about, like, carbon paper. You know, oh, the, yeah. Where it was copied, so you really had to punch oh, the key in order so for it to go through all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was what was the best story you heard besides mine? Uh, besides yours, I think from this past weekend, um, somebody sat down, and I guess he didn't realize that he was supposed to write. Like we were both, he, me and his girlfriend thought he was writing a Valentine's for his girlfriend. Yeah. And so he just was practicing messing around. So he took one of the die cut foxes and wrote uh, something along the lines of you have very hot personality, (laughs) not a very hot personality, just very hot as if he was uh, speaking or typing in a Russian accent of some kind. Uh, That's what he thought. Yeah. She had hot personality. We were like, oh, so you're going to give that to her? He's like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And then gave it to her. I was like, oh, okay. It's a healthy relationship. What else do people write to each other? Uh, I they like the quotes a lot. So one do guy you supply up, quotes to them, or do they have their own quotes? So they can uh, sometimes it's theirs. They'll look something up. They have a favorite quote of theirs. Um, those are those always in people's back pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Like, one gentleman had a really great idea. There were these die cut rainbows. So little cloud, rainbow, little cloud. Yeah. And so on each cloud, he wrote uh, two definitions. Uh, one was perception and one was perspective. Oh, nice. And so that, I thought that looked really cool. I took a uh, couple of pictures of that, and that's up on my Instagram. Oh, oh what's your Instagram? At card and fast. Uh, that's clever. Thank you. Yeah. I try. Very clever. How long did it take for you to come up with that? 
Uh, not that long. Okay. Names are easy. Mm. Everything else is really difficult. <laughs> life? Yeah. The rest of life. Names, you're good. Names What's the name of our musical then? Clever Names. I, well, you're putting me on the spot here. You said it was easy. You're like, names are easy. Okay, I'll think of one. All right. Put that on your typewriter. Okay, so it's the end of the show. A little bit and a little bit. What have you been typing? Tell us about that. Uh, well, so I have these heart shapes and, you know, the question I had, the first song that you played was a little bit of a love song. Mm-hmm. So the, I'm attempting to answer why are there so many love songs? Why aren't there more songs mm-hmm. about other things? And what have so you written? Tell us. Immediately. Why are there so many love songs? Why aren't there more tunes about the inherent silliness of deodorant scents? Mm. What is mountain spring? <laughs> what does it smell like? And that's where, that's where you... That's where I got to. All right. Yeah. I feel like you should put some tropical stuff in there, too. Because there's always like a tropical deodorant smell. I, I've never seen that. I really? can smell like mangoes right now? Yeah. You could smell like mangoes right now, which you Without don't. Without having Sorry. to wear mangoes? <laughs> yeah, something like I'm, that. I'm in for that. <laughs> so um, from here, you will go immediately to the drugstore. Uh-huh. And pick up some mango deodorant. That's, that is accurate. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nick, for being on the show. We've been talking about typewriters. Who knew we would? I mean, I said, Nick, come on my show. What do you want to talk about? Something life. And then we keep, we ended up on typewriters. Yeah. So. Yeah, because nothing else in our lives was going on. So <laughs> typewriters it was. And we're going to be at, look, I just put myself in there. Oh, yeah. We? Yeah. You're going to be there. I'm, I wrote in my calendar. Very nice. It says five to seven type. Five to seven. <laughs> You're the five to seven type. Uh, February 16th from five to 7 p.m. over at the Nook. We'll be doing our first uh, typewriter meetup. Yeah. So we'll have some activities. We'll have some extra typewriters. You don't have to bring yours, but if you have one. It's really nice of you to do that. Yeah. If you have one, bring it. Uh, I don't have a case. No, that's fine. Mine gets dusty too because like the, I don't know. Yeah. That's a typewriter. You have to clean it on occasion. (laughs) You have to do some stuff to it. Yeah. It's All not right. like a computer these days where you can just throw it out and buy a new one. You can not, throw it out and buy a new one, but you don't want to because typewriters are cool. Correct. And if you have a typewriter and you uh, want to sell it, potentially bring it by and we'll see if anybody wants one afterwards. Because I think there's going to be some people there who afterwards are going to want to uh, have a typewriter of their own. I totally agree. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so next week I'm talking with my friend Lachon and Carrie and we're talking about interracial relationships, I think. What's the date today? Today? Yeah, what's today's date? Is the 6th? Oh, then it's the 7th. So, yes, on Valentine's Day, Yes, I'm talking with LaChon and Carrie about interracial relationships. Oh, look at that. You're tying into the fake holiday. I did it. I did it. And then I'm going to tell them about your typewriter event on the 16th, which is not related to Valentine's Day at all. Correct. All right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, Nick. Nick has a show Monday mornings. From 7 to 9 a.m., it's called To a Certain Degree. Some days it's called To a Certain Degree. Well, I do a format called Odd Numbers as well, which is more theme-based. So To a Certain Degree, the classic interview show is with people I don't know. Which is hilarious. neat things around Central Florida. It's hilarious. I like to have uh, local people. So Eddie Sullivan will be on. uh, I'm really excited to have a couple of artists coming up. We have uh, Kelly Joy Ladd. Uh, who was just at the Manila Museum. She does some incredible paper-related uh, art. Very cool. And then Samantha Schumacher, Schumacher is coming up uh, as well. So a lot of good Very guests cool. coming up from I actors and writers and artists and other people. You're and, doing uh, it. Yeah, and you can go to a website called toacertaindegree.com to catch all the past episodes. Very nice. 